0: Welcome to the Hobby of a Lifestyle Podcast, a show that looks at how our passions impact lives and drive career choices. I'm Andy Gray, a former national and world champion kickboxer. During my shows, I'll be talking with athletes, coaches, fans and more as I delve into their world to find out what inspired them on their journey. Welcome to Hobby of a Lifestyle and a very happy new year, wishing you all the very best of health and happiness as we move into 2021. I just want to again say thank you for all your support. Just over a year ago, this podcast was only an idea and I never really thought I'd ever get it off the ground. But due to the extra time COVID granted me and lots of support from family and friends, I no longer had any excuses to put off starting the show. I feel honoured and very fortunate to have spoke to all the amazing guests that have been on the show and I promise to try my hardest to bring more in 2021 remember to go and check out the website www.hobbyofa.com all of the episodes released are on there with links to the platforms you listen to them on the podcast is on social media facebook twitter instagram the instagram handle is at hobby of a please keep leaving your reviews keep sending your messages because i really really appreciate them really enjoy the feedback in any suggestions that you have for the show and how we can take it forward anyway Today's episode, this week, my guest is Christina Kavakopoulou. She recently left the Greek Olympic squad to pursue a professional career, and I'm sure it won't be long until she's a professional world champion. We chat about her journey from Athens to touring the world competing, and just where has been her favourite place so far. Hi, Christina. Welcome to Hobby of a Lifestyle today. How are you? I'm good, on
1: quarantine. Thank you for your invitation. Uh, It's an honour for me um that's it i'm in quarantine in athens at the moment Ah,
0: really well we are the same in the uk at the moment we're on lockdown until next week Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah next week and then we can get back to some sort of normality up until christmas and then i'm sure we'll be put back in lockdown again after that unfortunately so you've just mentioned you're from you're from greece you're you're in athens at the moment
1: Yes. Yes. I live, and, I, all of my life I've been in Athens in the city okay. center. I live in the city center.
0: Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Could you just tell listeners of Hobby of a Lifestyle what your passion and hobby is?
1: Oh, um, I cannot, I don't say if my, if my karate is my hobby also, I suppose it is because it started this way. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I know is that, if you have the the luck to make your hobby a profession, you you never have to work in your life. So, I feel yeah. pretty lucky about it.
0: You are not the first person to say that on the show, neither. Not at all. Ah, okay. That's very no, but it's very very <laughs> true, isn't it? You know, if you don't have to work a day in your life, if you enjoy, working, you get to do what you're passionate about. Very. How old How old were you then when karate entered your life? Uh, how old
1: when was I when?
0: when karate when, became part of your life, you know, when, how old were you when that first oh, class
1: um,
0: was attended? I think
1: I was uh, six years old.
0: Okay. Six um, years old. Yes. And I why? was six
1: years old. I will tell you. It's a funny story. Uh, they loved it in karate combat. <laughs> That's the truth. I don't know why. Um, but I was doing ballet before i do karate and um, i had two friends and our parents always came together to pick us from the trainings and i always finished earlier and uh, then we went to take the boys from the karate class and uh, yes every time the sensei was uh, late to leave them to let them go so we we were there watching and uh, after one month of doing that, I said to my parents, "Okay, mom, dad, I want to stop. I want to do karate. I've already I knew how to do a tsuki. I already knew how to bow down and do a yoi. I, I was in it already. So that's
0: amazing. It
1: was a matter of time to happen. Yes.
0: And what karate was it that you started?
1: Uh, traditional Shotokan.
0: Okay, fantastic. Yes, I
1: have always been traditional
0: Shotokan. Okay, and would you say from watching picking up your siblings from karate that you instantly wanted to take part in that sport? I know you said after one month you spoke to your parents, but was it automatically I love this sport, yes. I really need to do this?
1: Yes, it was like I don't remember when when it was exactly, but I think from the first or the second time, yeah, I was like stunned. With all the the uniforms, the karategi's, the belts, everything, I, I, I was so excited. So, and
0: can you remember I, much about your first class?
1: My first class, yes, I remember my my first class uh, being not being on a tatami; it was on the wood, okay. on the wood. Um, I I remember wearing the white belt and doing two kids and i was frustrated because i already knew it and i wanted to learn yeah. new things so <laughs> whenever i was on break i was watching the bigger belts doing their kata you know hey and, he done, yeah. hey, and all the hay and then I, I i actually that's how i started to learn also the kata after some point when i when i went to take the belt i already knew the the wow. next kata because i was always watching yeah. so Yes, that's pretty much my story in the sport,
0: When the beginning. Yeah, definitely. And how old were you or when was it that you started to compete either in kumite or kata?
1: I started with kata, actually. The first time I fought in kumite was when I was uh, 16. Okay. I was, uh, yes, my sensei, traditional Sotokan Karateka, uh, he didn't let me play kumite right. before before my 15. I I don't know why, I, I find it not yeah i cannot say the word but anyway um <laughs> i find it silly yeah anyway. of
0: course
1: um but yes i was only doing kata in the beginning and i my first competition was in 2000 and
0: 2001, okay, 2001 so, yes okay how old were you 2001
1: i was uh eight eight years eight. old
0: Wow okay
1: yeah. i I might have started in competition earlier, but it was i I remember like in two thousand and one was my first national championship.
0: Wow, and how did you get on in your first national championship?
1: I think I got second place Wow I think
0: and how yes. how did that feel to be able to go back to your friends and your family and be able to say, "I oh, am second best in the country at what I was I not
1: happy. I was yeah. not happy. I wanted wow. to be first.
0: That's amazing. I was
1: not happy. I was actually crying because I wasn't
0: first. <laughs> I do not I understand that totally at the end of the day, as a competitor, we do not
1: want <laughs>
0: second place.
1: I was not happy with second place. I never I, I, I am never happy being second in my country. Never all these years. Never. <laughs>
0: oh, I, can, yeah.
1: I it's been sometimes. It's been sometimes <laughs> that I've been second. <laughs> but for your first- not many
0: but your first national competition to be second in the country is still a fantastic achievement when you reflect on it now as an adult.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I had high expectations. I think it was my sensei's uh, way that I had high expectations in my head. But anyway, I don't know if it was healthy or not uh, being so competitive. I still am. Um, But uh, yes, I remember it. And, it was actually the most the the thing that I remember was this the second time that I fought in the national championship next year I think that I took third place because I I did a, a really stupid uh, it's like I I forgot that the tatami ends yeah. and I was doing a kata and I I went off of the tatami and for some reason my brain told me, uh, okay, Christina, you have to get back to the tatami. So I stopped, I get back in the tatami, and I continued from there. So this is a fun story, happened to me. And that's how I, I lost the semifinal in the national championship oh, when yeah. I was a kid.
0: Uh, and, you know, you're a child, you're a child, you're going to make these mistakes, and I'm sure that all of those mistakes... Oh, it, was those... Really,
1: it was really, it was a really stupid mistake, but it's okay, I remember it. I remember it's a life I lesson, say. isn't
0: it? And if you learn from yeah, it, yeah, then yeah. you can go on from there and... And use it next time then. It's it's actually a really good lesson because sometimes we don't, always, we don't always learn when we're winning all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, of course. It's you actually taking. learn when you lose, not
0: when you win. Oh, 100%. 100. I remember mm-hmm. actually, you're, you're talking about 2002. I was at uh, WACO European Championships in Italy in 2002. And that was my first international tournament. And Ooh. that was nice. the biggest learning experience for me on my martial arts journey because it just showed me the difference between the British level and then moving up to European and world level. Mm. It was just a total experience and yes, one, yes, yes. one that benefited me hugely because I knew what I had to do next time. Of course. Of so course, I of course. think you can learn a lot from those experiences. Mm-hmm. True, true. When, so, you know, how did you get into the kumite because you're not allowed to compete until you're 16 were you still sparring and training with people in the club uh
1: yes i was uh training i don't i don't remember yes i i i started sparring like in 14 okay. 15 um i was pressuring too much my yes. sensei to start kumite i wanted to do it i actually wanted to do both and i did until i was 23 I did both kata and kumite. Okay. In, in the international team WKF. Um but after some points you with the Olympics all this uh, that was announced with the Olympics and the points. Wow. I had I had to choose, I had to choose and that's why I stopped uh, kata okay. because it's harder for a Greek to do good in kata than in kumite It's easier in kumite.
0: Okay. And why do you think that yeah. is?
1: Uh, because it, in Qatar, I think it has to do a lot with the strength that every country has.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. I,
1: yeah. Unfortunately. No,
0: I, I I can imagine, yeah. You and
1: know, some, you know, you
0: know. Yeah, no, some countries just so, excel at some things and maybe... Yeah. And then I suppose when it comes to the the fighting side of things, the competition side of things, it's a, a more even keel because you could have a great fighter from such an area than a great fighter from another country and, mm. and depending on what weight category you're in as well, doesn't it? So... Yeah, it, it is. That's, That's why I years. choose Komite Yeah, and you get to hit people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: I, I think I liked more the attention that I had. I I know it sounds a bit weird, but I loved when I was young. I loved the attention that I had when I was doing kata. The attention okay. from the referees. I wanted to be so perfect. I was feeling like I am dancing, yeah, and everyone that. has to see me dancing. So I I loved this part. And I miss, I miss it. That's the truth. But, uh, yes, my biggest moments were in committee for sure.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I can imagine. And when you turn 14 and you start sparring with people in the club, was mm-hmm. an instant love for, for the competition side of that and scoring points and, and you're kind of putting your craft Into practice, you've worked so hard and drilled for so many years on doing all of your technique. Then all of a sudden, you can put that into practice and see how it would work in a competition side. Um,
1: I didn't i I didn't care about the competition in committee. I don't know why. In the beginning, I just wanted to learn how to apply all the things that I've learned. Yeah. Anyway, after some point, it it had to grow in me. Uh, for a little for some amount of time in order to say okay I want to I want to fight I think it's also because my sensei didn't want it so it had me uh, having uh, second thoughts about myself in this so no I in the beginning I was not uh, 100% sure uh, that I want to fight I just wanted to try it and uh, I think that after a couple of months, I was um, I said, "Okay, I I I want to go to competition." Yeah, okay. but I went after two years. <laughs> My <laughs> sensei let, let me go after two
0: years. And how was that first tournament when you were sixteen years old and uh, you're competing for the first time? And I,
1: I remember I I took a third place in wow. in um, it was not a national championship; it was just a uh a championship like from the Federation with all the yeah, belts just like yeah, in the yeah. club. Yes, yes, yes. Um uh, but it had all the opponents that I had in the national championship next next year, I had wow. them there. We were okay. in the same category. Um yes I took third place. I was not very good. I was not because I I was always easily getting angry. Always. Yeah
0: and you can never always. win a you can never win a competition due to temper always. Or anger.
1: I know. I know. Was it just the I case that you've
0: been hit and you wanted to retaliate?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I've seen was, so
0: many people do that over the years.
1: Yeah, I was furious in the beginning. It had yeah. to pass uh, some time doing competition in order to learn how to control my 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 temper.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people get lost and and they call the fight very regularly. Really, it's not so much a fight. You've it's a game. You it's, you score more than the opponent and i yeah, think once yeah, you start yeah. treating it like a game and not as a as a fight it becomes a lot easier to play the game and 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 to win a martial arts competition that's yeah, my yeah. personal opinion i know
1: i totally agree with you the thing with me was that i did the exact opposite i was getting angry yeah. and i was like okay i don't want it <laughs> i'm going out i don't i don't accept anyone touching me so i don't i i don't want i don't want i want to stop okay I want to stop the yeah, yeah. fight. That was my my reaction. I was just giving yeah. up because I was angry. And
0: do you think that was because yeah. you started uh, maybe later on in your martial arts journey, the fact that you had trained for 10 years and hadn't been allowed to compete? If you'd have maybe competed from being eight or nine years old, that would have been eradicated.
1: Of course, I would be mm. used to it Yeah, uh, sooner, for, for sure. But at the time, that was how I was thinking. Um, Uh, It was really new to me. And all of my opponents were competing in Kumite since they were eight or nine years old. So for me participating in my puberty, like closely when I went (laughs) to 18, um, two years before 18, it's too late. Um, I might be 15. I don't know. Yes, 15 or 16, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but it was between this age. Um, yes, it was hard for me because I was what I was feeling the difference. Yeah, They knew the game. I was just starting to understand it. So yeah. in my head, it was not fair. So I, I suppose this is why I wanted to, to, when I was angry, I was just, okay, enough. Yeah. I don't want it.
0: I totally understand. And I suppose it wasn't really too long after you started competing that you had to make the step up to adults as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I when I went to uh, under twenty one, uh, I don't know how if you know that how the categories work in WKF. I think you don't, not, do you know?
0: And not 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 totally. You know, I know that in sport karate that I done, mm. it was always eighteen plus. Well, it was it was younger when I when I competed in adults, mm. but it, it now traditionally I, it's eighteen plus, and you go to adults, and it's still all weight category. They don't have an. Like yes, yes, in the yes. 21 section.
1: Yes, they they do have an 80 21 section. Okay. So I was in the in this category in both Kata and Kumite. Okay. I was always second in the Kumite until then. And uh, I actually had the, the opportunity to fight in this in this 18 and 21 only for one year because I had a huge injury on my ankle, So right. um, I had one year and I was second, but I was first in Qatar. So oh, okay. I was going with a national team in Qatar. But the same year, uh, I, I fought in women when I went 18 and I won first place.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I don't know
1: how it happened. Was
0: yeah, that
1: nationals? Yeah. So, yes, nationals, wow. but uh, adults. 18 plus. How did that feel um, to be 18
0: years old and see you're the best in the country?
1: I was super happy. I bet you will. I was super happy because at the same day I was in the final in Kata. That's
0: amazing. But I took
1: second place. It's like everything was opposite. Yeah, yeah. First in kumita, second in Kata. So, wow. um, yes, it was a great feeling. And in actually, it actually uh, opened me, started to give me the opportunities of work and stuff like that. So I've been, I had the, I am lucky enough to say that uh, apart from the crazy situation that yeah. occurs in Greece the last so many years yeah. <laughs> since 2008, yeah. uh, I had the luck to to had job proposals since then since wow. I got 18. So I was I was lucky with that and I was super happy that I was in two finals in my first uh, um, national championship.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I remember, I remember my first national championships, I was 17 and I got beat off the, off the reign British champion at the time. And that was such, that was another learning curve. You know, I just, I wasn't happy at all. I wanted to go away and trade. Yeah, 2002, I was 18 and I did my second national championships, but again, it was adult and, and I won my first national championships at 18 as well and I, yeah and I loved it it was it was an amazing experience to be able oh, to rats. come thank you I, I understand the feeling be able to come back and say I'm the best in in Britain for my category at something it was I, I and like you I almost felt that like that opened up quite a few doors when it came to to martial arts I was able to then go well I can teach this I can teach that and actually I've got a national title mm. to, to justify that um Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. You know, it does, and I suppose it's for what I do. It's probably a little bit different. WKF is, you know, the karate federation for for traditional martial arts around the world. Whereas, because I do the sport karate side of it, which is maybe a little bit more diluted with the freestyle karate. You've got the kickboxing elements. There is there's mm-hmm. two or three major world governing bodies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: maybe. It's um- a- it's a hard one, isn't it? Sometimes when you look at it that way.
1: Yes, it is. I um, I was not only in the, in WKF. I was also fighting SKIF Shotokan. Okay. Tra, uh, tra, yes, the Sensei Kanazawa's um, federation. Right. And that's why I was in traditional Shotokan in the beginning. I was fighting in both federations for some Excellent. time, but with all this with the olympics we cannot fight in both so yeah. i had to choose
0: again i don't and I it. chose
1: the one yeah of course but okay. i love i loved shotokan uh, yeah. championships it's like um a festival it, you don't feel like you go for a competition it's like a festival it, it's like a festival for karate yeah yeah sensei kanazawa is there all the big instructors yeah. you get to know the big instructors uh, I took my Dan, my second and third Dan from Sensei Kanazawa. It was wow. amazing. Yeah, so, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it was I,
1: really nice. I've yeah. spoken
0: to, to previous martial artists on the show be, because it's my background, and I've spoken to some of the martial mm-hmm. arts from, just from around the world in general. When I was speaking to a friend in England not long ago for the podcast, and we were just talking about the community and the friendships that you build from martial arts, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it doesn't matter if you live in England, it doesn't matter if you live in Greece, it doesn't matter if you live in America or Canada. you do make friendships from around the world. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, Just because of that camaraderie, you, you know, and the friends you make at world championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I, I didn't understand what is the question.
0: <laughs> it wasn't so much a question. It was just about the, the, the friendships that you build in the community that we oh, have yeah, in yeah, martial yeah. arts. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you can um, train
0: anywhere in the world and you'll, potentially know yeah, somebody yeah, who yeah. trains and you'll make friends and you can yeah
1: that's great that's great yeah. that's great um i i had actually I, I friends friend from spain that i went there uh, in the uk i yeah. have a very very good friend jason netherton who have uh, has helped me a lot in my career yeah. in my uh, instructor career career um and uh, yes i was really lucky that I have these people in my life, um, not only for trainings, but um, I don't know why, but I feel closer to them than I feel here in my country with with the people in the sport. So, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like much how things work here. Uh, it's very political, yeah. very, I, I don't like it. And that's why I decided to change and go to karate combat. Okay, that's the truth.
0: Well, I was. I want to get to that. Yeah. Are you still looking to be an Olympian, representing Greece at the twenty twenty four Olympics?
1: I don't think uh, now that I fought in karate combat. I don't think that this is possible anymore. Is that because because I had to choose? Uh, Yes, I now I am considered to be professional, so I cannot. Go back to... I, they actually took me off of the Olympic team after they see my fight. So wow. Nice. It's official now. I'm a professional.
0: How does that make you <laughs> I feel? suppose.
1: I knew it will happen. Okay. Um, for some reason, I feel a bit free. I don't know why. It's a weird feeling. Mm. Um, in the beginning, because I knew it will happen uh, when I signed the contract two years ago, I knew that when I fight... It's going to change yeah, everything. Definitely. It's going to change the, the way, my way. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about it all this year. So when it happened uh, three days ago um, that I spoke with the Federation, um, I I was okay with it. But yeah. in the beginning, I think that's why I didn't fight earlier. But I already wanted to, I signed the contract in 2018. Okay. And I fought this year, this year, yeah, um, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it had me. It it, uh, it took me two years to to decide
0: and to fight in that. How how did that opportunity come around to fight for karate combat?
1: Um, as I said, I was in the pre Olympic team mm-hmm. and in the national team. And 2018 was a great year for me. I had uh, Premier League medals. I was, uh, I was already uh, in the top four in my category in Europe. Okay. So, in minus 50 kilograms. Um, so, uh, they approached me. Uh, they approached uh, a co-athlete of mine, George uh, who proposed me that, Christina, they would like to... Uh, they are looking for women. They like you. Would you like to to sign a contract with them i said let's see the contract and yeah, then we course. will see they sent me the contract it was a really good, a good one yeah, yeah. it was a good one and uh, i said okay what do i have to lose even if i don't want it in one year i i know i at least i had the opportunity
0: to do it of course
1: and i decided to do it in yeah, 2020
0: <laughs> I, I, but that was fantastic that you signed That's the contract it. in 2018 and they allowed you to wait so long before you compete
1: uh, yes because i think they also had some issues with um, with the wkf because there was many fighters in several from several countries that uh, had a contract there is no law that um in in karate or in wkf that um, bans you to be a professional and an amateur yeah. um typically yeah. but um they can do it if they want Okay. they can just take you off so which is so
0: sad to think that you might was the olympics one of your dreams when you got onto the it squad? was
1: it was it was um but to tell you the truth how things work here it's not possible
0: yeah really not
1: possible and that's that's where why i told you i got really tired yeah of course. I had to pay all my expenses. Uh, I had to cut kilos. I had to travel all over the world, arrange everything by myself. And on top of that, I had to do a political game with the Federation. Right. So ugh, yeah. after two years of doing it, I was really not happy.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. That's the
1: feeling that I, that I, I, I realize now that I'm out of it. Yeah. And I can see it clearly yeah. that I was not happy. Yeah. Okay I I took second place in the in the K1 in Dubai in 2018 last week one week before I was in Spain and I took third place and uh, I was having a really good uh, you know yeah. uh really good uh, fights and stuff but I I I didn't feel happy I felt I felt empty yeah I couldn't feel any joy about it because I knew that if I want more and I have to have better support. I cannot I knew that this will end at some point because I knew that uh, by the end of 19 uh, 2019 I wouldn't be able anymore to pay for my own expenses. Yeah.
0: that's so yeah. it, it, and I think it's really nice to highlight this the sport in general. I know that certainly when when I was growing up and I was competing we we funded everything because it's an amateur sport. It's not recognised here in the UK. It's certainly, what I do because we're not traditional karate, it's not recognised mm-hmm. as as a traditional sport here in the UK. So everything is funded unless you get sponsorship or you raise money yourself. Which, fortunately, because of the competitions that myself and my teammates were winning, we you know people were sponsoring us. But, yeah, but in yeah, general, yeah, yeah. it costs thousands over over sort of a ten years' span. Yes. You're, you're paying thousands of travel around different parts True. of the world. And, it, and representing mm-hmm. your country, which is, it's yeah, it's so sad to see. And I'm sure there's a lot of wasted talent because the parents can't afford oh, to pay for this. There must yes. be a lot of lost talent. And on the note of traveling, where's the best place that you've ever competed? Tokyo. Wow. And why was why, why without was that so second rough? thought, yeah, Tokyo? Yeah. Why was that the best place?
1: Because uh, the Budokan Arena. They have a special arena. I don't know if you've ever been there. No. For karate wow. and for martial arts. When you go in there in Budokan, you have to take off your shoes.
0: Wow.
1: When you when you enter, you have to take off your shoes. That's amazing. And I, I cannot forget that I was wearing white socks. And I was walking all around the stadium with my socks. And it, after some point, I just saw the sock. I said, oh, hell. My socks will be black by now, will be so dirty. And I did this and it was total white. Wow. Nothing. That's yes. Amazing. Yes. It was, oh, I don't know how to how to explain it. All the feeling when you get inside that you go to a stadium um, only for karate yeah. and the people, so many people watching you that they love the sport. It was something so new to me. Wow so new amazing feeling oh, amazing no, that sounds and
0: of co- fantastic
1: amazing and of course tokyo is a is an amazing city Yeah. and also in paris it was in 2012 in the world championship that i participated it was also a great experience because it's also very popular in france karate yeah very popular
0: yeah. what what's the best finish that you've had at a european or a world championships
1: uh fourth place in the European Championship okay. lost in this in the small final. Okay. And uh sixth place in the world championships.
0: Okay. And is that now yeah. that you're signed with Karate Combat, will you no longer compete at any more world championships or European championships?
1: Uh I can compete actually in uh, European and world championships. Okay. They just took me off of the Olympic team, but right. if I win the if I win the national championship the year, this year, if I decide to fight, yeah. I don't know yet. Um, I actually fought this year. We fought for two thousand and twenty, right. actually, okay. and I was I am first in my category was minus fifty five again. Okay. So I don't know if they're gonna ask me to participate in the European of the world or the World Championship. Right. We'll see. And I don't know if I will insist to fight. Yeah. Of I, I don't care that much at the moment no. about it
0: so when the karate con- combat came along and, and this year de- you've decided to compete for them on that on that tournament and congratulations mm. on the win by the way
1: thank you very much and how how, very how, much. how was
0: that experience anyway going to fighting from maybe amateur i know that what you're you're fighting the best people in the world regardless of what you do whether it's amateur or professional but what was it like going from mm. an amateur situation to now this is a broadcasted professional situation.
1: Exactly. Um, it's the second time that they do me this question. They ask me this question, and the first time they asked me, it was like, "How did you feel from changing to semi-contact to full contact?" Yeah. Usually, this is the the question that I that I have okay. uh, that people have. But I always say that the hardest thing is what you say now. All the the. All these um, the the cinematic yeah. thing with the cameras, the presentators, everything is it's so big, so crazy that it had me. I was a bit. Yeah. I thought in the beginning that okay, maybe it's too much, but I think I I I I it adapted smoothly. Yeah, really. I know. I didn't have any problem. I
0: suppose once you step into the to the ball mm, it's just yes. going to be like any other fight you know you probably switch yes. you can switch off because you're not there about the cameras you're there to compete and i suppose if you talk about what you said there from semi-contact to full contact is there very much difference because i know yes. when i did like is do you think that the contact level is a lot more different because i know from content con- like continuous there hasn't sometimes there isn't a lot of difference between how hard i would get hit doing like continuous to when i've done full contact in the past as well
1: uh i think it's very different okay. semi contact and full contact and it ha- it's different concerning uh your uh, cardiovascular activity it's it's very different uh, you have to change all your training okay because in semi actually wkf in the last years it's not even semi contact it's like almost contact oh really okay (laughs) so it's really different it's really different um i had to change all my trainings because um uh after some point i was full of lactic acid i don't know if i say it correct yes so i my hands were burning and my breath uh, the hardest part when you fight in full contact is when you do not reach target if your opponent is avoiding you all the time, and you find and you only punch the air, it's really tiring for your body because you go with full contact to to touch something, to punch something, and you get on the air. So all the power goes out, yeah. and it's uh, that's the hardest part. Um, yes, it was very. It, it, it I had to prepare one year to transit from right. to transition from almost contact to full contact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when I did continuous, it was there was very little transition. It was very much, you know, I remember one world championships where it was very much, it and was light. And then after that, it was always just like, you're going to get heat. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I will tell you two things. First of all, one thing that helped me from the sport karate is the footwork. Yeah. I feel like in full contact, if I don't want, they cannot even touch me. Yeah. It, I it, They seem very slow to me. Yeah. The hard thing is when you want to punch. And that was the hardest thing. I, it was really easy for me to avoid all the kicks yeah. or the punches, everything. But it it was really hard when you go in the clinch, yeah. you know, in the core-to-core core, um, distance. That's where you get hit. Um, This is the first thing. And uh, the second thing I just forgot. (laughs) i just forgot it i don't know yeah yeah yeah. um yes it helped me a lot with my with my footwork and that's what i try to do now adapt my uh wkf footwork with the full contact karate
0: yeah and i think there's i think it probably lends itself to you being a better full contact fighter than those who have just trained in full contact sometimes because they're very flat footed. They throw a lot of back leg techniques yeah, yeah, and it, it, yeah. they telegraph it. It's so easy to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, being only a sports woman or a sportsman, uh, with almost or semi-contact um it's also very hard to change because your hands your punches not your kicks for the kicks it's it's okay yeah, yeah. with the kicks is okay uh, you just let them more let more power uh, also from wkf the kicks um if you just let the power and don't control them with the footwork it's amazing yeah. You don't i i never i actually only did mostly boxing Right. To, to learn how to, to to adapt, actually. Yeah, of course. How to learn, to adapt my, my strikes. Um, yes, it was very hard and very painful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can for imagine.
1: For my elbows. After my fight, I couldn't uh, move my elbows for one month. Wow. Yes, I was doing physiotherapies for one month.
0: Wow, that's a lot of physiotherapy. In, my, in
1: both of my, yes, in both of my hands. My elbows were like... I couldn't even, when I was walking, I, I was walking and my, my, my elbows were, were hurting. So it was really bad.
0: And yeah. It's not did you enjoy the experience
1: though? Oh, what an amazing experience. I loved it. Good. I loved it. All of it from day one, because we were there for one week. Okay. Um, day one until my fight. I loved it. I would be more happy though if we didn't have COVID and yeah. uh, we were allowed to to explore the city. Yeah, of course. Good thing is I've seen it before. That's a good uh, Budapest, thing. Budapest, but it's a very beautiful city. Yeah. Budapest is one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. It's very beautiful. Um, and uh, we were in quarantine at the hotel, so it could have been better. Of
0: course, of course. But the, for, yeah. from, a, from a competition experience, it was a, it was a really good experience
1: the the competition experience uh I will tell you the truth I was so into adrenaline when I was fighting yeah. that I don't remember most of the things of I, my fight I, yeah, I, can I had I had to see it to remember my fight so I didn't I was just feeling super happy super happy and full of energy after my fight like uh you know, I don't know, I suppose it's the adrenaline that you feel full of energy yeah. and uh, you cannot relax and yeah. that's... yes, I get, that. Exactly. I get it. Um,
0: and is your aim now to win the gold belt in karate combat for your division?
1: Yes, of course. That's my goal. The gold belt.
0: Yeah, it's got to be. There's
1: no other goal. I want to win the gold belt and then just, I don't know. Defend it. Follow something... Defend it or I don't know. It depends. It depends. Okay. If they if I, if something changes in my contract, on my interests, I have many interests. So when I get it, I might, I don't know. I will see yeah, how yeah. this goes. No, I, I, I love will that. See.
0: When will your next fight be for Karate Combat? Do you know yet or is it uh, Dependent?
1: We don't know. We, we don't know yet. Usually um, we have uh, events on January or February, but I don't know any any details because of COVID. Okay. And I know that at the moment uh, in Hungary is also bad. Right. And generally everywhere is very bad. Yeah. So we have no no info.
0: Right. Yet. Well, fingers fingers crossed yet. this vaccine comes.
1: Supposingly, uh, supposedly I will uh, fight again by the end of January but I don't know where, when they are going to post it. Yeah, of you know? course,
0: of course. Oh, well, well, we'll certainly listen out for that and watch out to, so we can follow you and support you on your journey in karate combat.
1: Thank you. Not, thank you.
0: What, thank you very much. Apart from the gold belt, what are your aspirations mm-hmm. within martial arts and moving forward for your own career? Uh,
1: first of all, I decided to, one Reason that I decide um, that I decided to fight in karate combat was to check if all the things that I've learned all these years, if I can apply them. Even at, it's the closest thing to a real fight that you can get yeah. that I could get. Yeah, of course. So I wanted to try to try myself. That's the f- first reason why I decided to do it. Um, uh, I. I I don't know I I have no clue actually I live That's in the right. moment.
0: That's all right. With this yeah,
1: yeah. I I don't know exactly which is my goal for sure the gold belt.
0: Gold belt, yeah.
1: But but I don't know I I am thinking that I would like to have um, when I when I do my my own academy, I would like to have um, uh, to have karate combat fighters solely like trained yeah, yeah. only karate combat fighters. fighters. Yeah. That's yes, yes, I I'd love that, and I think I can do that. Um, that's one of my goals. It's uh, I I don't know though.
0: No, that's okay. Yeah, fighting,
1: no. I don't know. I have no clue. That,
0: yeah. I and that, have and I, like that. The I like that. I
1: like that. I'm definitely. open to every possibility. I like that. No, that's excellent. If I have a something very specific in my mind, I I get very nervous and the, it I ruin it. So. I'm relaxed. I like that. And I go with the flow.
0: I like that. I like that. And yeah. if you had one piece of advice to give a young person, whether that be a young female or a young a young boy, young male, what would your one piece of advice be to them?
1: Uh, if they want to do martial arts.
0: It just in life, like it doesn't it? Martial- it could be martial arts, it could be anything. Just what would your one piece of advice be to a young person?
1: Mm. I would advise them just to do sports. Doesn't have to do with martial arts or something. Um, I, I I really don't know what would be the best tip to give to a young person. Uh, if I think about my brother that he's young, I would say to him uh, to try and be active in his life, okay. not passive. Just be active. Uh, make the decisions for themselves. Um, dare to do new things, don't uh, hold themselves back. Uh, It's only one life that we get to have. And um, we only live once. So just not recklessly, though. (laughs) But um, they have to chase for the dreams and uh, not being passive. That's the biggest thing that uh, my, 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 my life... My life lesson at the moment is never be passive. Never, 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 never. Just try to do um, the best for you. Just try to do the best for your people, um, the best for the environment, the best for just try. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. That's not good. being passive, I think, is, uh, is the best is the tip that I would give to a young person.
0: That's, that's amazing. Try
1: not to be passive
0: i like yes. it i like it and i am obviously very conscious that you've got work to go to so i don't want to take up any more of your time this evening i just want to say thank you so much for coming on hobby of a lifestyle today christina it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and learn about your journey
1: it, it was your pleasure for me too thank you very much for your uh for for this oh no it's been fantastic i really thank appreciate it
0: you. thank you Thank you for listening to another episode of Hobby of a Lifestyle. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you next time.